welcome to another episode of the Thinking Thick Podcast. I'm Amaris. And I'm Lola. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Lola. <laughs> I'm, having, <laughs> I'm practicing how to say my own name because I just, re- <laughs> I just realized that I emphasize the low when I say my name. I'm practicing how to say my own name. <laughs> like, this is existential. I <laughs> need to think about how I say my name. Now. Oh my god, I can't believe we actually did that. I think it's hilarious. It's also like out of context because they don't know that we've both been saying your name differently for like I mean, three minutes. To be, yes, and I need the audience to, maybe we need to poll the audience. Do you prefer <laughs> Lola, in which I emphasize the low and then quickly say the la, or do you prefer <laughs> Lola, where I... <laughs> It sounds like a mating call. (laughs) Ew. I was thinking of like a bird, not like a person. You know how birds have distinctive mating calls? Yeah. It's just because like the law is held out (laughs) so long. Anyways, so this episode, along with figuring out Lola's identity (laughs) and what she wants to be referred to as, is also about cuffing season. Do you want to tell us what cuffing season is? Yes. According to Merriam-Webster, cuffing is defined as a period of time where single people begin looking for a short term. <laughs> I can't believe you're letting me do this. I don't even know how this is good. I literally was thinking in my head. I'm like, I'm going to have to hear this back and see what this sounds like. <laughs> but okay, just let her I'm in a mood. I'm in a mood. Okay. Truly, though, Merriam-Webster defines cuffing season as uh, a period of time where single people begin looking for short-term partnership to pass the colder months of the year. Cuffing season usually begins in October and lasts until just after Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Though uh, use of the word cuff refers to handcuffs, but as slang in the same vein as hooking up or getting hitched. So it's pretty much like the same definition I had, that it's from October to March, so All those months that you're inside being cold and miserable. Yeah. Pretty much. And it was first added to Urban Dictionary in 2011. Are you serious? Yeah. So it's been around for like, wait, wait, 2001? 2011. So nine years? Yeah, nine years. That's crazy. I definitely thought it was a newer thing. I mean, I thought it would have been like a a five-year-old term, but yes, not nine. Yeah. But then also, like, I feel like, you're now in like the age where it would be used because no one's going to use that in middle school no or like high school yeah no i feel like it's mostly like a college thing college right. and over thing it's a millennial thing I yeah think. Mm-hmm. so cuffing season so this is coming out in september which means we're just moving into it stay, do you feel the need to get cuffed stay though? alert stay alert guys stay they're alert. coming had your kids had your wife <laughs> they're getting everybody they're gonna get you cuffed up do you feel the need to get cuffed? No, not really. Okay. But it's kind of scary because like this is a time where they talk about the second wave of the pandemic stuff, the coronavirus. And it is going to be hard because we're in the middle of a pandemic, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. In some ways, it feels like you're already used to being alone. But at the same time, now that it's cold, it's kind of like, it is kind of like, you do want to like, be able to do all the fun stuff and you want somebody to do it with yeah 
So I have a lot of opinions on cuffing season. I actually did like a bunch of reading and I thought it was super interesting. I mean, I think we could just start there because you like brought it up. So like this idea of in the winter months, you, okay, so like they were saying how it can be a combination. Like some articles were saying it's biological. Other articles were saying it's not. It's just like a social thing Mm -hmm. that you want someone to do the cute stuff with, right? And that's Mm -hmm. like, I did low-key have a thought. I'm like, who am I going to go to the pumpkin patch with? Like, Is there going to be one? Yeah. Yeah. I went to a sunflower maze. There's going to be a pumpkin patch. I just feel like they're still like limiting. And pumpkin patches are outdoor activities. I mean, Rona's going to get you though. So... You want somebody to catch the Rona with? Is that what it is? You can quarantine together. Oh my god. But, um, no, I'm like, well, when I went to the Sunflower Patch, everything was social distance because it's, like, a field. Mm-hmm. And That's you just true. stick with your group and you just walk with your group. Everyone's wearing masks. Like, there's hand sanitizer everywhere. So I feel like with the Pumpkin Patch... It's going to be kind of the same because it's an outdoor activity. Yeah, that's true. Or even like apple picking. Outdoor activity, yeah. You can try to like distance. Socially distance. Yeah. Careful whose apples you're touching. Hurt all the cats. But in an article from um, Cosmo magazine, which is- I have read the same article. Yeah, did you? I loved it. So um, Dara Bushman, who is a licensed clinical psychologist, said that the cold and the lack of outdoor activities- combined with the lack of sunshine tend to make people more lonely and keyword desperate okay that was my keyword because i kept reading that over and over and over in a lot of articles Mm -hmm. like the word desperate just kept popping up yeah desperate and settling settling yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's kind of what you think about when you think of cuffing season though it's like you're going out with the people that you wouldn't normally go out with because you want somebody for those few more months yeah yeah yeah, but like I told you, I did have that idea of like, who am I going to go to the pumpkin patch with? Mm-hmm. Like, it's begun. Yeah, I didn't even think Chris Kindle Market, because like, that's jam packed with people. So I don't even think they're going to have that oh, this year. Oh, I love the Chris but, Kindle Market. I mean, but you touched up on something that I found super interesting too, like how you said, like, you just kind of want someone to like cuddle. Mm-hmm. And that was on there too. And it was in another article in a website called the greatest that's and the it's one I the idea too. of skin hunger yes i was like that is wild i, I never wanted to talk about that. that yeah same okay. yeah do you want to explain what it um is? so basically like the idea of skin hunger like how much you crave physical touch and how much you crave like sensual touch during the months that it's colder yeah the thing i liked about the article is that it, de- it delineated the difference between like sensual touches in like sexual and and sensual touches in like like non-sexual and some and how like people aren't really good at differentiating the between if the reason they want that is because they want something sexual or if they want something just comforting yeah i yeah. love that part too i thought that article was super super interesting and it was written by this person named melissa Fabello, and there's one thing that she said that had me dying yeah i was literally laughing so hard and i like wrote it down quote maybe you're thinking you want a blowjob when in reality you just need a freaking hug <laughs> i laughed so hard yeah. when i read that i was like that is the funniest thing ever yeah but i think it does 
make a good point of how you said that like sometimes you can't distinguish you're like is this really what I want first of all I think that very few people are like actually able to question themselves and be like but like is this really what I want Mm -hmm. I feel like most people are just like oh my god I want to cuddle like I want to do this like let me find someone you know yeah versus taking the time to be like but what am I actually wanting to gain from this yeah like you have to be the kind of person to like get an understanding of why you want what you want I think most people definitely just choose they just go with their desires but like to be able to question and to like challenge your like your thoughts and ideas of like why you want what you want I think is where you need to be in order to like challenge the whole skin hunger thing what are your thoughts on skin hunger I that makes sense like I think that there are certain times where I wish I just want to be cuddled and I don't want anything out of it but I just wanted to want to be like touched and hugged and held and yeah it's just and it, it I feel like there's not a lot of space there's not a lot of room in in like life for people to experience that without it being perverted or it and uh, or having to lead to sex yeah like yes oh my god like honestly literally this week i was having a conversation with someone and they brought up like cuddling Uh and i was just like you never cuddled though and they were like yes i did what do you mean i've literally cuddled you but in my mind and like i didn't say this to them but in my mind i'm like for me cuddling it's like maybe i just literally just want to watch a movie with you and cuddle like it doesn't have to lead to sex Mm -hmm. so i think my mind was differentiating the fact like the times that like we've cuddled that has it has turned into hooking up versus like just cuddling yeah so when he was like but like we have cuddled like my mind was like but like we have it because uh-huh. it hasn't been just just that yeah I, and I want to even clarify to you because I, th- I don't think that the correct word would be perverted because just because you want to have sex doesn't mean it's perverted I want to no. challenge that but it's just like it isn't not perverted but really it's just like that it leads to sex you know what I mean yeah so I thought it was a great point and I was like you know it's true. Sometimes you just want a platonic cuddle. Oh my gosh, though. But that reminds me of the other episode that we did where Joe <laughs> met with us. And I I talked to him about this idea that guys sometimes don't know the difference between them wanting to like, like they don't know if they like the person or if they just want to have sex with the person. And then once they do, it's out of their system. Yes. And, and after they're like, oh, they're like, oh yeah, that's what I really wanted the entire time. You know what I mean? It's like there needs to be a better way to figure out what you want before. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I think that could be. And then also like going back to the idea of cuddlers. I mean, there's professional cuddlers. That's a little weird. That make a lot of money. So there's definitely like a need for cuddles is all I'm saying. I'm like on one vein, I'm like, that's kind of weird. And another, it's like that's kind of nice they must be really good at cuddling yeah like that's what I'm thinking and like I was watching like a little mini um like those like 10 minute documentaries on it Mm -hmm. and like they were talking about it they're like it's super platonic like it's very much just like giving people like a little bit of like the physical affection Mm -hmm. that like they feel like they're lacking and they're like a lot of times they just like lay there and talk to us about their day or like talk to us about like their problems and I was just like 
oh my god yesterday i had like such a rough day i was like i honestly would love to cuddle right now but there's no one to hold me (laughs) well you need to see a professional cuddler then i want to be certified in being a professional cuddler that would be they make bank it was like 200 dollars for like an hour cuddle that's crazy yeah all you gotta do there is cuddles is lay there and cuddle someone i could do that i'm super cuddly (laughs) how would you okay how do you think though that you'd be able to delineate between if you want something sensual that's sexual or sensual that is non-sexual i mean i think it depends on the person for me it's just kind of like the mood that you're in like okay let's take for example like yesterday I was so tired. I was so unbelievably stressed. I was like upset. And like, so for me, like, I honestly genuinely wanted to cuddle so bad. Mm. I was like, I just wish I had someone to cuddle with right now. And like 100% that cuddle would have just stayed a cuddle. Mm -hmm. Like no part of me wanted anything sexual, Mm -hmm. which is why I didn't have anyone to cuddle with. Because if I, like, hit up a person and I'm like, hey. There's no space for that. There's no space for it to just be a cuddle. And then also, like, as much as I'm, like, I could be a professional cuddler. When it comes to, like, myself and, like, my emotional needs, I can't just cuddle with anyone. I think cuddling is super intimate. Mm -hmm. Cuddling for me is so intimate. Same with, like, kissing. I'm, like, I feel like cuddling is more intimate than sex. And for me, I'm like, I don't just want to be cuddled by anyone. So it's like, it's that mixed with that people don't just take cuddling as being cuddling. It has to lead to sex, apparently, for some. So it's like, you can't even ask for that. Mm-hmm. Like, even if I was comfortable enough with you or liked you enough to want just a, pl- like, not a platonic, but like a non-sexual cuddle. Mm-hmm. The chances of it staying a non-sexual cuddle are literally so slim. I mean, I think you can ask for that. And I think that it's maybe not so much that, like, it has to lead to sex, but there's not a imagination. Like, the, imag- the imagination that the person has for intimacy is so constricted. So then how do you open up the imagination so that intimacy is just is not just sexual, but it's, like, non-sexual? Because I also think that that's important, you know? Like, if you are doing things that are not sexual, or if you're always just doing things that are sexual, it'll always feel like a transaction. It'll always just feel like I'm doing this to get something out of someone. You know what I mean? I think Mm -hmm. that that person's imagination on what it means to be intimate has to just be expanded and challenged and grown, for sure. And I also think it depends on, like, kind of what, yeah, like what you said, like, your past interactions yeah so it's like if all your interactions have led in that direction i feel like it's automatic it's automatic and even if that's not what you want like you start to believe that that's just what the other person expects but like for me even if i have been sexual with something like with something oh god with (laughs) someone (laughs) do you have something else to tell us no (laughs) um anywho so If I have been intimate or, like, if I have had sex with someone and, like, we've also, like, just hung out. Like, some of my favorite moments with someone that, like, I have been intimate with were, like, this one day where, like, all we did was literally cuddle and watch movies. 
Mm-hmm. Like, we kissed. But, like, uh, other than that, like, it was just the cuddling and, like, the not, like, there was no need to make it, like, to take it further than that. Yeah. And, like, to me, like, that's more intimate than, like, when we did have sex. For sure. I feel like you fall in love in the small moments. Yeah. And, like, the subtle moments, not the moments that are extravagant or overtly sexual it's just like the stillness is what you fall in love with you know Mm -hmm. so it makes sense to me that that would be more intimate because it's like it's just pure loving someone you know Mm -hmm. so and the article also talked about how like as a child like you get held and touched all the time but then as you grow up there's less of a priority in that and so I really think that like especially in the winter months when it's cold things are stressful like you just yearn for that even more i mean that's a very good point and like i think that it's it definitely can be also seen through like what we were talking about like people's idea that everything that is cuddling or hugging for some reason has to be interpreted into like a sexual thing Mm -hmm. but like for me personally like cuddling isn't always like that like me and my sister cuddle every once in a while like yeah. you know we'll like get in each other's beds and like talk and stuff and like we're just like cuddling and like hanging out and like I still get in my mom's bed and like when I talk to her and like just hang out and like it is cuddling and to me it's like it's nothing like ever sexual versus mm-hmm. I feel like also it's probably because we're girls versus I feel like if it was like a mom and son that could be seen different or like brother and sister that could be seen different also depending on their ages mm-hmm. you know but like I mean that is a very good point like when you're little being cuddled like that is never interpreted as anything else mm-hmm. and I think when we get older that's when that starts like happening it's like the only context in which you should be touched is sexual yeah again the imagination for intimacy is just so small the more like when you grow up yeah and when wild. when did that stop why did that when stop? did that happen like yeah. how old were you when like that's like what became the thing because like even today like when you were saying that, i'm like that is so true because like i was hanging out like with the little girl i nanny and she is just constantly wanting to cuddle all the time <laughs> she's like the cutest fucking thing in the world and it's just so pure and mm-hmm. innocent and it was just so damn cute like we're just sitting watching tv and she just, like, comes up and just uh, plops herself on me. <laughs> and then, like, next thing I know, she's, just, like, laying there, like, cuddling. And, like, for her, it's just, like, I'm, like, when did that go away? That we can't just be, like, hey. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? Like, it has to be something <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah. Like, just fucking cuddle me with no expectations, damn it. I just imagine, like, one coworker going up to the other one saying, hey. And just sitting on the <laughs> That's happened at my job. <laughs> It's happened. It's not okay. Really? Yeah. Read the room. Read the environment. It's happened and it's not okay. It's not. The owners were like, why is this girl sitting on this kid's lap? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. It's so funny. Like, I'm all for cuddles. Just proper context, guys. Read the room. Maybe not. Maybe not at your place of employment. I would just not recommend that. That's so funny. Have you ever been cuffed before? No. You've never been cuffed before? Not through, like, no. Have you sought out to cuff? I don't even know what the adjective is. Have you cuffed someone? No. No. 
like I said, like this year I was kind of like, oh, like I wish I had someone like to do stuff with. But I also like, I think for me, it's kind of like the opposite. I don't see the need to rush into a relationship during the most fucking stressful times ever. Like I'm the opposite. Like as much as I want to like cuddle and like have all that cute warm stuff, I'm like, but like the holidays are super stressful and like I want to spend time with my family and I don't want to have to think of having to split that time mm-hmm. or like why would I split that time with someone that like I'm probably not going to date for very long. Uh, so yeah. like for me, I'm like I actually get like the opposite. Yeah. Like I would rather want to be in a relationship or like maybe seek out a relationship more so like March, April. Because then I'm like, I have someone to do all these summer activities with. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I'd rather do that stuff. Because, like, the winter stuff is cute and all that. But, like. It seems so serious, too. All this- It seems, yes. Yeah. Like, holidays? Why? And yeah. that was, like, one of the things that, like, I read. It was, like, how to, um, like, signs that you're in a cuffing season relationship. Yeah. And one of them was just, like, making holiday plans, like, within the first couple dates yeah yeah. and i'm like i like with my ex fiance we spent our first christmas apart because he was with his family and i was with my family it's it's a weird like how doing stuff with your a new significant other like it just it's just a weird place to be so i never i mean i didn't think about it that way until we started talking about it but and it was one of the points that they gave but um yeah it's kind of weird it's a weird time to like start seeing someone in general but also they made it a point to say like oh you just like want somebody to appear at these family gatherings so that you would appease the one person who's just going to constantly say like are you dating someone why don't you get married you should get married now oh my god (laughs) i've never even like thought that and i think it's just because like i don't bring people around my family yeah like so it's like even if i was dating someone i would be like I don't think you should come at Christmas. Mm-hmm. You could come to like the day before Christmas, maybe, Christmas maybe Eve. after Christmas. Yeah, but like, you ain't Christmas. Like, this isn't for you. <laughs> um, but yes, I I think that also like could be it for me. Like, my family has only met well now two people, mm-hmm. but like before like that one person, like they've only met like my ex fiance. And, like, I've dated multiple people since him. Right. And, like, I was just, like, there's no need for my parent, like, for my family to meet you. So, like, the idea of bringing someone in around the holidays to me just seems so stressful and so freaking unneeded. Yeah. Especially if it's somebody that you're cuffing because it's, like, they're going to be gone. Yeah. In a minute. And so. next year you're going to bring someone else? Yeah. Like Aunt Joe is gonna be like, whatever happened to Mikey? I liked Yo, it. are you a hoe? Every season, it's someone different. <laughs> ho ho ho! <laughs> My gosh, there was this other um, article. Well, that... I think we read every article. We read the same article. We did. We totally did. Somebody sent me this one actually, and it was like a. It was more of like a radio one. They made it into an article, but it was like a little radio show thing and they talked specifically about like chicago oh and how and how they pulled from okcupid a lot of like the chicagoan daters 
And uh, what's unique about the way that people date in Chicago is that they're very um, specific. Like they want to be dating somebody within their own neighborhood and they find it seriously. Like they find, they have so much like pride in their neighborhood and the neighborhoods are so segregated that they just want to find someone within their neighborhood. That's they're, a New York thing too. They're, yeah. In large cities, this is the case. Yeah. They don't want it. Like, for example, they don't want somebody, for example, if you want to date somebody, you wouldn't want to date somebody in a different L line, even like red liners want to date red liners, blue liners want to date blue liners. They want to have yeah. to travel super far in order yeah. to see their significant other. And so it makes it even crazier when you're in the winter. Like I feel like Chicago would be one of the places that would be super, super intense about cuffing season because they don't want to have to travel very oh far. Oh my God, I could see that. Especially if you're in the city and you don't have like a car. I'm not trekking through all that snow for you. Right. Like all that stuff. I can understand that. But yeah, like the same thing is... I feel like it's in all big cities because New York is like that too. Like people in Brooklyn don't want to date people in Manhattan. Right. Like vice versa. And the different boroughs. Yeah. And like the different boroughs. And like even with Chicago, like I'm in the suburb and I know I'm, I matched with this one guy who was in the city and he was such a douche about it. My ex was that way too. Such a douche about it. He made it sound like it was the biggest favor in the world. When I lived in Evanston, that he would visit from Lincoln Square. Like, he was like, this is, like, I'm committed. I'm traveling from Lincoln Square to Evanston to date you. Like, I was supposed to thank him for that. But, like, at the time, I didn't really see it because I was like, yeah, that's normal. Because coming from the suburbs, you have to drive 30 minutes to get anywhere. Yeah. So, like, but in Chicago, it's completely different. Like, people don't want to travel even to different lines to come and see you. Yeah, like... In the suburbs, I used to, my ex used to live an hour north, then he moved an hour south, and I was like, okay, like, it's not, like, the best thing, but, like, it is what it is, you know? Mm -hmm. But, like, this guy, we matched, and then I was like, oh, we can meet, like, halfway or something, and he was just like, no. He's like, if I wanted to go to the suburbs, then I would live in the suburbs. But I live in the city and I have everything I need within like five minutes from me at my fingertips. So there's no chance of me going to the suburbs. And instead of you understanding that, you decide to inconvenience me by telling me to come up to you. And I was like, first of all, you're a ginger. I need you to calm down. (laughs) Second of all, <laughs> I'm like five minute radius. You live in like, I don't even remember what fucking neighborhood you lived. I'm like, you don't live in like oh, Manhattan. You, in, um, you need to calm down. Oh, where was it? Place with a lot of tacos. Pilsen? Um, Pilsen. He lived in Pilsen. Who did? The guy that said that. The douche. Oh, do you remember? Yes, it was oh. Pilsen. Oh, okay. So for me, I was just like, If distance is that big of an issue as you're clearly making it out to be, then why don't you just change your settings? Change it. Change your mile radius. Date your neighbor. (laughs) Figure it out. Big boy. You're a big boy. You're a 30-year-old man. You should not be acting like this. Big boy. You're a big boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Chicagoans could be real dickbags about where they live. So, here... Cuffing season in Chicago. I think that's it. Just date your neighbor. How convenient would that be? Yeah, but it also would not be the greatest because if it ends, yeah, then you're stuck with them as your neighbor. I think one of the articles I read also said how like 
there's like positives and negatives to it, right? So like the positive is that you are getting your quote unquote needs fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And they're like, if people go into it kind of just knowing it's that, then it's fine. Right. You just need to communicate. Yeah. Just communicate with your neighbor. Yeah. Like, hey, you're going to be my boo thing for like the next six months. And then we can go back to like not seeing each other. Someone like my neighbor would really benefit from that because they're like, really attractive. No, they're not really attractive. I think they're attractive. He's okay. He's fine. Fine. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's fine. Yeah, he's he's okay. But um, yeah, he's never here. But he is now. Like, he's always here now, probably. Well, it's quarantine. Exactly. But he's also really paranoid, so he's not going to see anyone. Did oh, I tell really? you about how I put the light, Lori Lightfoot card out? No. next? <laughs> I put the, I have a life-size Lori Lightfoot cut out, and I put it right in front of his door and then knocked on the door. <laughs> what did he say? He, like, he was very anticlimactic, which made me think that you're fine, but you're not cool. You're not cool enough. Because he, like, I, I expected a big reaction, but then he was on the phone, then he's like, oh, I don't know what this is, and he just shut the door, and I knocked on the door again, and I was like, hey, it's me, and he's like, oh, and I was like, you're not fun. You're just not fun. Oh, but, that's the worst. I know. I die laughing when I saw it on my laptop. People love it at work. They really do. It's um, hilarious. It's the funniest thing. <laughs> but... But the, okay, so then the bottom line for me is get okay Cupid because people in Logan Square be on there is what it said. Like that's the highest density. Really? Of, yeah. In this in okay Cupid. Well, it that's says, very interesting. In areas with high density of okay Cupid users, Logan Square, this trend is more pronounced than in areas with a lower density of users, South Shore. It also talked about how like because of how winter is here, it also expedites how quickly people stay over each other's houses. That's true. Sleepovers because it's like snowing outside and you don't want to be yeah. out there with like the snow apocalypse. So and we do get those. We do. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that like I did like in that one article, I think it was from Cosmo. Let me just double check. Was that it was kind of talking about, um, I'm not sure if this one was from Cosmo actually, but it's like ways to tell that like it's Cosmo. You're in a relationship just for that season. So I wrote down some. So num- like one of them was a sense of urgency to meet someone. Mm-hmm. Then the other one, which we ta- touched on a little bit, was making holiday plans within a few dates. Mm-hmm. Then number three was none of your plans are past the month of March, which I thought was interesting because then there was another article and this was uh, Refinery29 article and it said that off of Facebook data, more people get into a relationship between the months, like make their Facebook status in a relationship between the months of October to February. And then most breakups, most breakups or the most time people are changing it back to single is in March. Yep. And I was like, wild. That is wild. I made it to April. Anyways. (laughs) So, and then number four was your plans to hang out or indoor activities. So it's like cuddling, watching movies, but like very rarely are they outdoor activities. Mm-hmm. And then number five was all of your friends are in a relationship. So you feel the need to get into a relationship. Yeah. But I mean, that one's more subtle because I feel like you could just have 
be in that like we're in that life stage probably where people are dating i don't know gonna get married soon and have their significant other that they've been with for years so must be nice can't really yeah i can't either but i'm just saying that one i wouldn't i wouldn't ever think like oh all their friends are dating this must be cuffing like i would never think that but if if there are like multiple ones like the number one and the number three a with the number five then I would think like I think mm. it depends because it also depends like how your friends view that and like how you talk about relationships. So like I was amongst like a group of friends one time. Um I'm friends with like three of them, but this girl was in the group and I remember we were talking about like family and like marriage because some of them are already married and like they have kids. And out of everyone in that group that was like hanging out that day well, at that moment, only me and one of my other friends aren't married, don't have kids. Mm-hmm. And, like, one of the girls who I was like, I don't really like you. Like, we were talking about, like, kids and stuff. And she was just like, wait, like, how old are you? And I'm like, 27. She's like, oh, you really need to hurry that up. <laughs> and I was just like, first of all, this is my second time meeting you. Shouldn't say that to people. And then, like, I obviously didn't say this out loud because I'm like, this isn't my house. This isn't my party. I am not going to cause a scene. I am a well-behaved guest. But then I was That's just like... That's so rude. I was like, you can't fucking talk to people like that. I want to be like, bitch, look here. I was engaged. And from what I've heard, your husband doesn't even fucking like you. <laughs> but... Was, He's probably going to cheat on you in three years. Um, I'm like, I don't know. I was like... Like, oh, I just bit my tongue. Because I'd be like, bitch, nobody here likes you. And I don't like you now. (laughs) I was the one that wasn't saying anything. (laughs) Because I didn't know you, but now I do. (laughs) And I don't like it. I think it depends. Because I could see that. Like, if you're around people that are constantly saying that. And, like, all of them are married. All of them are having kids. Or, like, starting to, like, try to have kids. Then you would kind of feel like, I really should. Like, maybe I should, like, speed this up. Or, like, maybe I should, like, not necessarily settle. But, like, be, like, I feel like the opposite. Like, people are like, well, let me be more open-minded and give more people chances. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, I think that that could be a thing like for me out of all like the ones in the list i think it's just like the sense of urgency to meet someone honestly that's actually one of my red flags with dating apps in general like if somebody messages me saying like hey do you want to grab grab a drink i'm like no i'm not even gonna like no that means you want to hook up like that to me consistently has meant you want to hook up because i've Mm -hmm. i've entertained those in the past Mm -hmm. and they've always led to like people wanting to hook up so Mm -hmm. i agree with that I totally agree with that. That one is the one I for sure identify with. Hmm. You didn't finish the list. There's two more. Oh, I didn't like the other two on the list. I just picked some. Gotcha. Now that you've read this, like, retroactively, do you think you've been cuffed before? No. Still haven't? No. No. I've also only been single. Sick. Sick. I have also only been single for one winter. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, this winter isn't looking very promising either, but... <laughs> it is Amaris, but it is. Who am I cuddling with, Lola? <laughs> Who am I cuddling with? I'm not going to say it out loud. Anyway, cupping season. You know, I, I was just like, when you first brought this up to me as a topic, I was like... She was not I gonna, into it. No, I was, was like, what am I going to say about this? Thank the Lord for that sex person who talked about skin hunger, because I feel like that was like... I really enjoyed that. 
I love that because that is not something that would have come to mind. Right. For me, it was mostly like hooking up, stuff like that. And when I read that, I was like, damn. That's deep. Yeah. That's real deep. That is like psychological, like warfare mm-hmm. coming at you. Meat and potatoes. That's where I'm at. And it's so true on so many levels. Sometimes we just want to be cuddled. Homies just want to be cupped up sometimes, you know? See, like, for me, I also feel like I take relationships very seriously. So, like, again, like, I don't think I'd be, like, in it just for the season. Right. Yeah. I Like, I can't see that for myself. That's just a lot of work. Doing the most for the very least, in my opinion. Yes, because it has an expiration date. You're going into it already knowing it's expired. Yeah, I don't like it. Like, do I I really want to spend my time for three, four months with someone who I find annoying that I'm going to end it with? Like, no. No. I don't like people like that anymore. (laughs) That's true. Apparently, you don't. I don't know. I'm waiting for quarantine to end so I could see you in your new life phase. (laughs) First thing we're going to do... Once everything is set and ready to go and there's no chance of getting sick is we're going beauty to beauty bar. bar. Yep. We're going to beauty bar and yep. I'm just going to throw you out there and see how you do it. If you revert to old ways, <laughs> I'm going to drag you out and be like, no, you're a changed person. Listen to the podcast because this is not what you've been preaching. <laughs> this is not what you've been preaching for the last six months, eight months, 47 months that we've been in quarantine. 47 months later. We are now 30 years old, Lola. <laughs> this is not how we do things. Too funny. For reference, we're 28. <laughs> Who knows when we'll so, That's us thinking quarantine's going to last till we're 30. Um, but yeah, cuffing season. You know what? Do your thing. You do you, you do whatever you want to do. Communicate yes. is, yeah. That's one of the, the things line. I've said. I'm like, as long as you're upfront and you're honest, you cannot be the bad guy. Because if you lay all your cards on the table and someone still decides to play, that's on them. That's what I say. I stick by it. Cuffing season, just not for me. I think you did a very good job in how you said it. It's a lot of work for a very minimal takeout of it. Yeah. Besides a few cuddles here and there. Right. Just hire someone professionally, you know? I'll do it. How much is it, though? How oh, much- let me look it up. I should I have liked know. it up. Is there professional cuddling in Chicago? Okay, this will change everything if that's... Oh, they're probably out of business right now. Yeah, they don't want COVID. Yeah. No COVID cuddles. Pre-COVID testing? It's like the best time to get cuddles, though, is COVID. I know. Okay, so they usually average around $80 an hour and can make around fifty grand a year. Oh my god. Fuck, why did I go to college? Why did I go to college? (laughs) Too funny. Fifty thousand a year? That's more than I make at my salary job. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Oh my god. Anyway, so we did all this for nothing (laughs) because I'm just kidding. Well guys, I think instead of hoping to be a sugar baby i'm just gonna aim to be a professional cuddler that's it calling it all right guys as always follow us on all the socials um on instagram we're at thinking thick on twitter thinking thick one on um spotify soundcloud and itunes we're at the thinking thick podcast and also you can email us at thinkingthickpodcast at gmail.com bye all right guys bye